You're listening to the Call Kent podcast, where Kent C. Dodds answers questions and gives insights to software engineers like you. Now, let's hear the call. Hi, Kent. My name is Eric, and I have a question about test setup. Um, we're building out a new test suite, and we're kind of looking at it, trying to determine if we should um, do a before all and set up all the te- all the supporting data. So, like a lot of the seed data that might go into it, you know, a client, an org, a, an order, maybe a user, like all of that um, necessary data in order to you know have the basis for your test, or if that should be done in more of a before each um, and then torn down on every run. Uh, Hoping to get your thoughts. Thanks. Bye. That was the call. Here's what Kent had to say. Hey there, Eric. Thanks so much for the question. So this is a good one and it's a tricky one and there's not a single correct answer for this. Uh, There's a bit of nuance. So um the first of all it's an important principle to make sure you're always thinking about is um that tests should be able to operate in isolation you should be able to run just one test by itself it should be able to run multiple tests and um even better is if you can run all of the tests in parallel uh, against the same database because keep in mind that uh, your users are not going to be taking their suite uh, turns one at a time, they're going to be running everything all at the same time. So uh, that is the the ultimate goal, is trying to make it so that all of your tests can run in parallel at the same time. Um, and uh, but like the the core idea is that they uh, there are not interdependencies between tests. Uh, that's that's what you want to try and accomplish here. So uh, with that said, um, lots of uh, applications need seed data for them to work properly. Um, just outside of the testing uh, world, you're going to need to have the seed data for the countries that you support and the languages maybe or, or you know, whatever. Um, or the uh, right now for Epic Web, I'm building a, an app called Rocket Rental where you can rent rockets. And so we've got star ports and those are our airports. And so I'm going to pre-fill those. Like I don't have a UI for creating those. Um, we just uh, stick those right in the database. So like there are certainly some things that you just need to have in the database. And so having a seed script um, uh, when your database is set up from the get-go is definitely important. Now, whether you should uh, seed in like test users and things like that, that your tests are going to use, um, that are going to be seeded before all of your tests run, uh, that your tests will use. Um, I do not personally like doing that um, most of the time because it um, means that your test depends on something that is um, probably far away from where the test actually is written. Um, and so I, I typically like to avoid doing that. The, the reason you might want to do that is if you have a lot of data that you need to insert for every single one of these tests, or maybe the data is largely the same. Um, but the, the problem is that it's just way too easy to get into a situation where uh, the tests are interdependent and you don't realize it um, when you do that. So I do typically like to have my setup for each test um, be within the context of, of that individual test as well as the teardown. Um, you want to make sure that you uh, create the records and delete the records that are needed. Um, and 
Yeah, it, especially if this is like um, for a user, for example, I, I almost always will create the user um, before running through the test. Now, I don't go through the, the whole registration flow uh, for every test. I have one test that verifies that. And then uh, I have like a script or something that uh, the test will execute that will create a new user and just give me, uh, make me logged in as that new cr newly created user. And then the teardown will delete that user. Um, and so, yeah, that that's typically how I recommend doing things. Uh, but again, there there can be challenges with uh, with that approach, especially if there's a lot of data that every test is doing, or, or there's just um, yeah, that that actually I feel like is probably the biggest one. Um, or you you feel like you're repeating yourself, but even that you you're, you can just make functions. Um, so I I would. Like if I were to give a answer, I would say probably do the before each thing, but I, I wouldn't probably use it before each. I would just put it at the top of my test, like setup. Uh, I actually do have a blog post about that where I, I typically like to avoid before each if I can um, and instead just use setup and teardown functions. Uh, well, specifically setup functions. Um, but uh, yeah, so there, there's some nuance there that's uh, probably outside of the scope of your question, but um, I will share the blog post and, and you can kind of make your judgment there. So anyway, um, I, I do think that before all does have its place, especially if we're talking about uh, data that your application just needs to be able to run it all. But if uh, just a specific test needs some data, then I would leave that data generation to that test. This is kind of a co-location um, thought here too. So anyway, I hope that is helpful to you and I hope you have a marvelous day. This has been the Call Kent podcast. Learn more about Kent at kentcdods.com and get your own questions answered at kentcdods.com slash calls.